Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Agnes Hewitts. Uh, and we're slowly, I guess, entering spring to summer. Heat, rain, is it getting hot? fog. It's no, cold. it's um, it's you know the typical, I guess, June gloom, but in May. The, yeah, there's the June gloom, which is this thing where. In LA, June is gloomy. That's it. Uh, which I'm I'm it's happy gray. for because I read I read an article in the LA Times that was like um this summer, they're like, how hot is this summer gonna be? And they said because of the El Nino, the lot like a lot of rain over the winter, that usually after that the summers tend to be hotter. So they're mm-hmm. like telling everyone to prepare for like an extremely hot summer, which oh, uh, I'm like, I can I don't think I can deal with it. Because I don't have central air conditioning. I live in a hovel. Um, yeah, I love the heat. Um, but I've already been getting, like, I'm too hot. Like, at night I can't sleep anymore because I'm so hot. I think I'm having hot flashes and I actually don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but, like, I will, like, have to wake up in the middle of the night and, like, go sleep in another room or like go like outside for a second like I'm getting hot at night uh it's weird I've been yeah I've been waking up with like night sweats um and it's not even that hot so it could just be like anxiety Uh, yeah I think I'm you know in a constant state of anxiety except I do have to say after getting those recommendations from that longevity is it yeah longevity not longativity longevity expert that talked to Gwyneth the combination getting getting rid of the uh, melatonin sticking with my magnesium glycinate and then adding ashwagandha glycine which I guess is different than magnesium glycinate and l-theanine that shit I like sometimes I'll be so sort of wound up and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to like have half an Ambien just on my bedside and like take it as a last resort. Like, it's just nice to like have it next to me. Yeah. But um, all this week that I've been like pretty stressed out about stuff, I have kept that half an Ambien just on my dresser and I haven't even had to take it at all. 
and I um just to have it there just to have because it's like it's I mean it's in my room it's in the pill bottle but to to already have it cut up in half because I don't want to take a whole one because a half is like more than enough to fall asleep yeah um and so but just to have it like right there with like the little glass of water and so if I if it's like you know two in the morning and I'm still awake I can just like down it it's just nice to it's like a security blanket but I don't yeah, know I have those too I have like um like a diet sprite <laughs> oh sure in case I have to like chug it um I've been drinking a sprite zero like every night uh sprite you know what I tried I tried what's the pepsi one that it's not sierra mist anymore it's like a new one oh um sorry sorry because they had because I um had to go to costco and I needed lunch so I got this is a true disgusting confession I got a hot dog oh my god and a slice of pepperoni pizza from Costco. Oh my God, that sounds so good. It was not, I was so excited and then I ate it and I'm like, this is so mediocre and like not worth it. And I, I felt honestly like a little depressed after I ate it because the hot dog. I, is... I know that exact feeling when you've been, when you're like, I'm going to go and be a little bad and I'm going to yeah. eat this like bad food. And then you do and you're like, that sucked. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't tasty. The hot dogs there, people swear by those hot dogs but they're so floppy and i think maybe it's an la thing because i think dodger dogs are disgusting too because they're just like i love them but i think that they're um an acquired taste like it's just that nothing it's like a hershey bar or something it's like one of those things like if you grew up with it yeah it's gonna like nothing else tastes like that and you like want that taste but if i were just like objectively gonna say like what makes a good hot dog or what makes a good chocolate like those like would both fail miserably but Mm. i just they're like it's like sentimental yeah no that makes sense but yeah the costco one it's like it's i think they're just boiled or microwaved i have no idea so there's no i grew up you know my dad would always take me to top dog in berkeley which is like the little hot dog stand by the campus where they grill everything Mm -hmm. so they have like hot dogs you know polish sausages uh hot links and everything has like that char on it so that's, what, oh, that's yeah. what I really like, like a barbecue hot dog. Good. I, I mean, that's good. Everybody likes a barbecue, but like I got it. I mean, I love a steamed hot dog. I don't know. And then the, and then pizza too. It's like, I mean, I think when I moved to LA, Costco had like some of the better pizza in the city. Really? <laughs> um, Or at least it was like the only place that you could just go and like get a slice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's so the, the crust is so doughy and I mean it tastes like frozen pizza it's just like I mean that's what it is it's that's like literally what it is yeah yeah uh, but I was just like I don't know it was just depressing and you're eating it on those like communal like picnic tables with like all these just like old people or like it's just like the whole experience and there's like tons of just like seagulls flying around seagulls that's or, kind of fun uh I don't know I I think the whole seagull community of the east side of Los Angeles congregates at that Costco. Why are there seagulls there? I didn't I know no there idea. were seagulls that far. Or may, are they seagulls? Or maybe they're just crows. I don't know. There's so, just birds, just bird just, shit everywhere. Yeah, that's disgusting. Uh, and then it's like, yeah, it's just old people or like just people with giant shopping carts filled with like the most disgusting things you can think of. Yeah. And I go to Costco. I usually just bring my backpack and I 
Wow. Because I live so close. So I just go in for like a couple things as if I'm going to like the Parisian produce market. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I just get like my, you know, my grass fed ghee, my acai um, frozen blocks or whatever they are. Whatever, some, yeah. Maybe some avocado oil, um, some vitamins, of course. Of course. And now that CVS is like always out of every medicine. Um, I they are. My, yeah. Like I, well, when I was, after I got my tooth pulled, they didn't have any Tylenol with codeine there. Mm. Um, so I had to go to Costco and then I just oh, got yeah. a refill of my other little fun drug, the um, 0.25 Xanax that I only use for a last resort. How come you're getting Xanax? I, I, I finally have was... a wonderful doctor. I need it. I finally was able to get an appointment with like this fucking psychiatrist at Kaiser Permanente. And she was like, I'm going to just up your antidepressant and you'll be fine. And I was like, I am not fine. You have anxiety. Yeah. But she was like, I don't, I'll get there. I'll get it eventually. Okay. I mean, your GP won't prescribe you Xanax? Fuck no. My GP is like, you don't need anything. Don't take any medicine. Fuck you. Stop asking me questions. I won't order any blood tests for you. You're totally fine. You're walking. Because oh, you have talking, the like you're the fine. North Korean one who like fled the regime. Well, she's not North Korea. I don't think she's North Korean. Oh, she's I not like she's what's that Korean. woman's name? Yomi Park or whatever that always has the like crazy stories about North Korea. I saw her on um I saw like a video of her on Joe Rogan that was like going around <laughs> on Twitter, but I that's the only reason I even know that name. She's amazing. Um, is she, but people like she's a con art. Like, is she really from North Korea? I think she is from North Korea, but so she's this woman who, I mean, obviously North Korea is like probably like a pretty bad place to live. I'm not like denying that, but she, she like exaggerates the amount of like horror and she, everything is like, but she's, and she's become like an Instagram influencer. So she's this like North Korean refugee who just is like extremely hot. And she's aligned herself with the American right wing, like Joe Rogan, but then also like, um, I think she writes columns for like the national review or something. It's just like this thing of like how capitalism's great. And, you know, communism is the problem with North Korea. And, and then, and she, and she has all these like deals with, um, with American companies now, uh, to do like spawn con. So she had like a, it was like Jenny's ice cream. (laughs) She did Jenny's ice cream. Yeah. And she was like eating her Jenny's ice cream. And she's like in North Korea, we didn't even have a word for dessert. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and like it's so great that i live in america now and I can enjoy all the jenny's ice cream i want oh my god i'm well i guess i don't know anything about her but i do feel like people who like flee communist countries are always become like really really hardcore capitalists oh totally like martina navratilova um well, yeah she's also just like a total like transphobe but she's or like everyone like, isn't that like the whole thing of like a lot of like Cuban people in Florida? Like, yeah, but that's like, because I mean, I think that's because they are they were the like ruling class under the Bautista regime. So like they were like the people exploiting the working class. And so when Castro came in, they had to flee. And so, of course, yeah. because they lost their personal fortunes, they're going to be super anti-Castro. So it's like they they already were like the right wing people in Cuba. Yeah. And so it's like a little bit of one a little bit of the other and then they're just like 
obviously anyone who's like happy to live in Florida for 50 years is going to be like a disgusting pig. No offense to our Floridian <laughs> listeners. Wow. <laughs> well, mask off. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I I read a book about this guy from North Korea. It was like his memoir. I read it a really long time ago. I don't remember his name. It wasn't that well written because it was like just this like guy just like it, he wasn't like a writer. Yeah. They really. always have those ones. Like when we were in high school, they had that like Bosnian teenager that had, it was trying to be like the new Anne Frank's diary, but it was like. I don't know the Bosnian diary. She had she had like a crew cut. I remember. Who was she? She was some like teenager, and she wrote a. It was um. It was like she wrote her diary about living through the Bosnian War. Let me look it up. I don't know. See. It was like anyway. North anyway, Korea no. is for real fucked up. Fuck yeah. North Korea. Like they are. Uh, they treat those people like absolute fucking shit. I don't doubt it. Um, and I rem- the end of that book was so sad because the guy finally escaped by like, he just like broke out and there's like a river that he crossed and like got to China. And once he was there, it was like, okay, well, you can live here now or whatever. And then he just like lived there and he's like, but my life still sucks. I'll never see anyone in my family again. They're probably all murdered because I got out. And um, I have no, I can't fit into society. I'm not educated. I don't understand what's going on around me. And everyone I've ever known or loved is like trapped in a communist like shithole basically and can't get out or they'll be killed. And they probably already have been the end. And I'll never see my end. It was very sad. Mm. Like even getting out, you don't really, a lot of people just still never like mm-hmm. have a life after that. Well, Yomi Park's doing well. But Yomi Park. Um, this book she... was called Zlata's Diary. Zlata's, Zlata's Diary, Diary, A Child's Life in Sarajevo. Um, I hope I, she's you know, well. I took a class on terrorism when I was in college or it was called political violence and we talked about um northern Ireland Bosnia and the Basques in Spain oh yeah and I really don't remember anything about Bosnia at all uh yeah I mean you know Yugoslavia was fucked up it was like this sort of country of convenience during the cold war where all these different groups were in the same country but there was the serbians were you know christian and the bosnians are muslim and of course that leads to a lot of conflict yeah i i i feel like was there an issue where like one of the groups was like indigenous and the other one wasn't or something i i all i know really we were pretty young when this was happening, but I, I think the Serbians were sort of the aggressors, uh, yeah, trying to get the the indigenous, yeah, the Bosnian Muslims out and make it like this, you know, Slavic Christian country. Wait, but they're all Slavic. They're all they're all Slavic. Yeah, it's like I don't really know the history of Islam in the Balkans, but yeah, it's not like they were like Arab who like moved up there. Yeah, it was, yeah. They, it was you know they were 
converts, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, everyone's a convert to something. No, there's sure. like, there's Islam is like all over the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but at least according to you know the American propaganda that we were fed as kids, the um, the Serbians were the aggressors of that war. All right. Well, we'll get to the bottom of it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll I rehash this. a thirty-year-old. We had to read this book called My War Gone By. I miss it. So it was so good. It was about this journalist um, who like had to, I don't know, whatever. It doesn't matter. We. I don't know what I'm talking about. All I know is that I don't know anything. I don't know enough about it. No. Uh, oh, and there was a girl who lived in my apartment who was a refugee from Bosnia and she had um, a shrapnel scar on her leg, oh which she showed me. Wow. Yeah. Intense. Very intense. Um, what else? There's like so little goop stuff on the docket. I was just like goop was grasping like really at straws. Do, you, do we want to talk about Taylor Swift and Matt Healy? Well, here's another thing you can educate me on. Cause I, I mean, I just don't get it. Like information just moves too quickly. All of us, by the time people just are like doing like memes and jokes and jokes. And I don't even know what actually happened. And then I'm like, tell me what, I don't know what's going on. So tell me what happened. All right. And I am not a Swifty. I am not an expert on any of this. I've just sort of been glancingly interested in this because people are freaking out so much. So Taylor Swift, we all know Taylor Swift. She recently broke up with her long-term boyfriend of a million years, Joe Alwyn, who's a British actor and reports you know, surfaced that she was seeing Maddie Healy, who's the lead singer of 1975, which is okay. a British sort of like alt pop. I rip. tried to get into them because it seemed like people like them and I didn't like it really. Yeah, their new album. It, it's fine. It's like nothing. I don't know. I think they're probably like bigger in the UK than they are here. Um, It's sort of like the last gasps of Brit pop with but i tend to like that stuff but i felt like it just sounded a little i don't remember i just was like this isn't doing it for me but he so he's like a sort of controversial figure he's like a rock you know rock star he's he's doing crazy stuff he's like making out with fans on stage he's um sloppy he's drunk he's spouting off blah 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 and so um he was on (laughs) this is so crazy he was on the latest iteration of that podcast come town mm-hmm. which is now i think just called like the adam friedland show and i did listen to this episode because it was but they, they are were just you talk- a come town no i i uh i listened to a few episodes because i knew people really thought that they were funny it wasn't for me it was like so just like violently racist and homophobic all the time okay for i mean it i could see if i was like younger it it, it is very like that you know dirtbag left um irony at like but, racism as irony it's just like very juvenile and um, isn't the dirtbag left just like republican now i think some people are like the red scare girls are sort of like republican but then you have like you know the chapo people that are still very but leftist they've just become and, like 
you know, like basic, you're just like, that's like MSNBC now. Yeah, I know. The Chapo is like the same as like Pod Save America now. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I've never listened to Chapo and I still don't. This is all based on like yeah. what people have told me uh, and I don't know. I do listen to them because I think they're smart and funny and they actually like have pretty good politics. Uh, okay. um, and like, but yeah, anyway, so I, I think the Comptown people, as far as I know, again, I haven't really listened to much of it. it they were sort of like apolitical. They were just sort of in that scene and just yeah. trying to like get a rise out of people and doing stupid like racist accents and gay voice and all this you know garbage that might be funny if you're you know in your early 20s or whatever but yeah. so maddie healy was on they were just talking their shit and i guess i don't know if it was on this episode or some other comment that he made but he had some horrible comment about that young rapper ice spice okay i sort of i don't even want to repeat what he said but it oh my god no, I because I, I don't Google know. It. I don't know exactly, and it's I don't. It's like I don't want to get into it. I'm but just it was, gonna Google it. I won't repeat it. Yeah, it was I like have to, no. I mean, you said he said something, and you don't want to. I think it. it was sort of racist and sort of ableist. Anyway, um, so there's this conspiracy because Taylor Swift just released yesterday uh, a remix of her song Karma with Ice Spice that seemed very like thrown together. Like I listened to it, and it's like. It just doesn't seem like a cohesive song. It's just like her doing karma with Ice Spice sort of rapping. And like, it, it just is like, why? I mean, I get why she's doing this because Ice Spice is so like trendy right now and like has, you know, a million top 10 hits and not that Taylor Swift is lacking for top 10 hits. But people are like, oh, this is all a PR move because Maddie Healy said something racist about Ice Spice. So Taylor wants to get ahead of it. And it's just like, so the Swifties are so insane. <laughs> Both... <laughs> Uh, exaggerating how horrible this guy is and then also like not having any like not having her have any accountability for who she surrounds herself it's just like the whole thing is is dumb um and i say taylor date who you want if you want to date a bad boy rock star go for it uh people's just you know parasocial relationships to these pop stars are i think worse than they've ever been i don't know they're definitely worse than they've ever been. I mean, like they, well, they never even, they didn't exist on this level 20 years ago. There was definitely a time when a lot of the behavior that's like very normal. I mean, again, sometimes I have to take a step back and realize that we have been doing a podcast about Gwyneth Paltrow for like almost 10 years. <laughs> so I just want to acknowledge that we have, yeah, we have no leg to stand on when I we really talk about parasocial relationships. No, I don't. And like, literally, I think like, I know her like children. I think I can like, I'm making like assessments about her marriages. And but stuff. we like, do I'm... like, that's the thing though. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> We're different. <laughs> um, But like, it used to be like mortifying, you know, it was like a stereotype, like, you nobody wanted to be like, some lady getting an us weekly at the supermarket and then like you know getting like taking celebrities relationships too seriously like that was considered yeah. like kind of a mark of like mental like a lack of sophistication yeah. well and eminem had the whole song about stan who was like a psychotic well that was yeah that's fan. another that's another version of it and now everyone is that's like a compliment it's a compliment to you, like oh i stand yeah so it's like yeah. it is... or it's like a it's a neutral term it's like it doesn't it's not good or bad yeah uh so anyway i don't know i i don't know why i'm talking about this it was just like sort of 
in because my... it was like anything that happened this week and like there's nothing to talk yeah. about week, <laughs> that's why oh, oh the also... other thing i've oh. come out as anti greta gerwig's barbie movie even though i haven't seen oh it. you're oh you haven't seen it well it's not out yet <laughs> oh see i thought it came out like, no. a, month, like a month ago uh um well, why are you? I'm I'm also sort of anti it just because I just don't think it looks that good. But and I'm like sick of everybody acting like it's going to be so great. But why are you anti it? I just I think it it's like it's a lie to to pretend that this is anything other than the typical IP bullshit that we've been fed for the past decade. And like it's fine that she wants to do this. I'm like, I'm not saying that she shouldn't do what she wants to do as a director, but to celebrate this movie when, I don't know, the same people that are like, oh, Marvel sucks, DC sucks, Fast and the Furious sucks, Transformers suck, whatever. It's like, this is still just Mattel trying to fucking like lengthen their reign of terror over American girls for the next generation because i'm sure barbies are like not as popular as they were 20 or 30 years ago and it's like i i just i'll be impressed when someone makes a fucking good movie for adults and i'm not going to be impressed by this garbage yeah i just like the whole idea of it i've never been um like super excited about like pink girly girl stuff like when i was little i I always was like, like my grandma used to always be like, you're a girly girl. And like, I always mm. did like girly girl stuff, but my version of it was a little bit more. I didn't like that pop version. I wasn't like a hot pink girly girl. I was like, I wanted to be like a Victorian princess, sure, like sure. lacy stuff, like just basically lace, you know, kind of like, um, like the favorite that's my part oh, yeah. <laughs> like just like a big fat queen who eats cake all day and like right. that's my version of femininity so I don't really I just don't really respond to that but then I always I do end up liking it like I really I recently rewatched Legally Blonde within the last year and I was like I like this movie okay. it's funny I thought it was pretty good I remember seeing it when it came out and I was I, I think I I was such a big fan of election and and Reese Witherspoon's performance in that movie. And I was like, oh, she's gonna have a really interesting career. <laughs> and then so I was sort of like disappointed when she did Legally Blonde. I mean, sure it's a good movie for what it is, but I just was wanting for her to like do I something think... a little more adventurous. Oh yeah, no, she's that's like not really her, but yeah, election was sort of an anomaly in her career, I think. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, an election was just like as she was like becoming famous, she did she did like a little indie because like that yeah. was the biggest part she could get. Um, I love election um as well, and I always have, but I I think um I don't know. I thought Legally Blonde was like fun. So I'm maybe sure it I is. have a little bit of I don't know. Maybe I have like a little bit of that. Yeah. I, and I'm sure this Barbie movie will be fun too. It's just like adults fucking freaking out about the trailer and like talking about how feminist it is and how like, the, you know, it's smashing heteronormative 
like patriarchy garbage because Kate McKinnon is like a fucking lesbian Barbie or whatever in it. Uh, I say I, grow up, watch a fucking movie for adults and let this whole IP era of cinema die a slow, painful death. No, I agree. And like, I don't, you don't really need, like, there's a need in our culture, it seems to like, go back into our past and like, rewrite things in a way that matches our politics now. And there's no reason for it. Just leave it where it is and progress, like move forward a little bit. It's just so regressive to try to re-examine and redefine things. Like that's what things were like then, you know? People feel guilty about liking things that now they deem like problematic. And so that, yeah, I think they need to like make it socially acceptable to like Barbie or to like re- frame barbie as this like feminist icon or whatever yeah and uh i i just i think the whole idea of poptimism what's that well i think uh it was used to talk more about music than movies but i think it it makes sense in both contexts so it's like in you know the uh, up until like the early 2000s most music critics framed all quote-unquote like good music through the lens of rock music the like mm-hmm. singer songwriters playing your own instruments oh blah, blah, blah. i know what you're gonna say and I like you know pop music was considered frivolous and um and not artistically interesting but mm-hmm. I, there was like a, a shift where which was good in general because it sort of brought more feminine voices uh less white voices like different sort of is similar to like the disco sucks movement but in reverse where it's like oh yeah. we're actually going to take pop music like dance pop music serious as seriously as we do rock rock music mm-hmm. and i think that was good for a while but now i think both in music and in um in movies it's gone it's swung so far in the other direction that like the concept of like selling out or like or just being like a commercial like I don't know, like just doing something for money is not even a concept anymore. And I think we should bring back a little bit of that shame of like, oh, you're a fucking sellout. Stupid. Yeah. The concept of being a sellout is completely gone. Yeah. It's completely gone. And people have never been more like insistent that they're socialist or anti-capitalist or whatever. But the idea that you should ever have to live any of your principles is like, doesn't exist. Like people yeah. are like, no, do whatever the fuck you want. And like, I get that everything from, is just an ideal from an economic standpoint. If you want to like make, make a living doing art, then you have to think that way because of the way our society is, but it is like bad for art. And I think it's okay to say when something it's okay to be disappointed. And I mean, not like, I can't tell fucking Greta Gerwig what to do. She's like, so, you know, she's really talented and really smart and she has a lot of autonomy, but it's okay to be disappointed that like, she's doing a fucking Barbie movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously like if the same exact thing happened 30 years ago, I mean, she would not, people would be criticizing her a lot yeah. for it and it would seem like a sellout, but instead it's like she Greta Gerwig is like influencing Barbie's reputation. Yeah. I mean, Barbie needs Greta Gerwig more than Greta Gerwig needs Barbie. But also Brian always reminds me of this and he's so right. Like, 
there's we don't know how this movie is being perceived in the rest of the world we are in such a bubble that we think of this as the Greta Gerwig Barbie movie but probably most people who are going to see it don't know who Greta Gerwig is I bet oh I'm sure no absolutely um it's like the man called Otto (laughs) I actually even though I see everything I missed that one I didn't see it either, but it's um it it made like a fuck ton of money. It was like yeah. a huge hit. Yeah, but no one show. in LA has ever seen it or ever talks yeah. about it. Yeah, same with uh Yellowstone, which I do actually want to see because I think I might actually enjoy it. People talk about Yellowstone. I've heard people mention Yellowstone. Um but you're right. Like for 90% of because this is gonna be a big international push too. Like everyone in the world knows who Barbie is. So yeah. Uh, but like yeah, in our little niche world, Greta Gerwig is this huge star, but it, hiring and hiring her, I guess, was smart to get like the sort of tastemakers to be like on its side before it came out. But yeah. um, as a commercial prospect, her being the director has literally no sway over yeah ninety five percent of the people that might see this movie. No, yeah, most people don't. Yeah, we forget that. Um... What am I watching? But I'm I always watching. think of like, sorry. To, to like, oh, no, 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 please. If it was like 10 years early, I don't know. Because Greta Gerwig was such like a mumblecore it girl in like the mid 2000s. And yeah. I think of like 10, it was like Parker Posey and Chloe Sevigny were like my it girls of, you know, 10 years previously to that. And I think of like, oh. what if like Parker Posey or Chloe Sevigny was like, I want to make a Barbie movie. I mean, at this point. If Chloe Sevigny made a Barbie movie, like... You know what? You would not. No one would be able to keep you out of that movie theater, Brian. Oh, and of course, I, I would be there. I would. I would be there opening night. I would be. <laughs> and screaming. so would I. And so yeah. would like probably like every single person that I know. Um, she did direct the Lizzie Borden movie, which wasn't bad. Yeah, I. Uh, and you have a long history with Lizzie Borden. I have a long Lizzie Borden history. No, I thought it was good. Um. Uh. Yeah. I. I don't really get why um, I don't really get why she did it. I do think that Greta Gerwig probably will have an interesting take on it. Sure. I'll be open. I'll be open to seeing it. I just, the sort of standum of this movie every step of the way when it's every boring. teaser it's comes out, so it's like, boring. who are these women? We're, we're, I mean, and I, I'm, maybe I'm going to sound sexist. I don't even know. But like, where, where are you guys playing with Barbie as kids? Like, what is going on? Yeah, do you have do you have that kids. much of a fucking emotional Wait, attachment mean? to Barbie? What do you mean? Were you playing with Barbie as kids? Were people playing with Barbie as kids? Of course. Okay. Wait, what do you think people? What do you mean? Were you? Playing I mean, with I Barbie? just don't. I I didn't know that it was like. I I mean, I knew that it was like a big thing, but I was like, do people have that much of a, an attachment? It's like I played with. I don't know, like He Man or like Thundercats or whatever, but like when I was a little kid, but it's like. If a He-Man movie comes out now, am I going to be like, yes, can't wait. Oh, my God. My childhood dreams are coming true. I was just like, I left that in childhood. It's like, grow I left up. in childhood, but I definitely played with Barbie as kids, like, as a kid. Like, yeah. I had, like, I had a lot of Barbies. And, like, yeah. I would definitely, like, go to my friend's house and, like, they would be like, this is my Barbie thing. And, like, I would want to go to, like, I, my one friend had a Barbie, um, Oh no, I got a Barbie supermarket. My friend had a Barbie that got pregnant and you could take its stomach out and a baby came out of it. Oh my God. 
Um, I mean, Barbie was definitely like a huge thing. Okay. All right. Um, and I also collected Barbie trading cards. Oh, you know what I collected? That's even gayer than Barbie trading cards. What? I love Lucy trading cards. That's pretty good. I actually had some I Love Lucy trading cards. They were, they were pretty cool. I went cool. to an I Love Lucy convention. Wow, really? Yeah. That's really cool. Oh, we should have been friends when we were kids. I know. Well, we're friends now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the things that I was obsessed with, I Love Lucy, and I this is so, maybe even maybe less gay than I Love Lucy. Well, probably equally gay. Uh, I was obsessed with the Oz books. Not necessarily the Wizard mm-hmm. of Oz movie, but all of the L. Frank Baum and even the later Oz books. I read like, 20 30 of them and i had all the maps of the different lands of oz this was you know before game of thrones before what well, wasn't before star wars but it was, it was my star wars was Oz. yeah i was afraid of those books they're pretty fucked up but i did love the movie um, i loved i was a judy garland head oh yeah 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 for sure uh this is probably the dorkiest thing i ever did in my entire life in sixth grade you know you like dress up for halloween as a kid yeah. i dress. <laughs> God, I can't even believe I'm uh, admitting this. I dressed up as a munchkin from The Wizard of Oz, but not from the movie. I dressed up as the original costume of the munchkins from the books, which were not, they weren't necessarily little people. They just wore like pointed hats and like had like bells coming down off of their hats. And no one knew what I was. The munchkins in the movie, I think, had those little bells on their hats too. Didn't they might they? have, but they were like, I wasn't like making fun of little people. I just want to stress that. These no, munchkins, no, no. these munchkins were of, of, straight size <laughs> yeah they were yeah no um, it was it wasn't appropriation for you to be a munchkin only slightly less problematic than the year before when i dressed up as steve urkel for halloween um okay. but absolutely not in blackface okay, okay i want to stress right. that i just had the outfit and the big glasses okay that's fine you can be Urkel yeah. not in blackface oh, totally. I think. it was progressive i would say i would say so too um Urkel's a good costume. It is a good costume. Maybe I'll do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the Urkel renaissance? I mean, they must have asked him to do a fucking Family Matters reboot at this point. Why aren't they doing I it? I think, well, he's, I think Jaleel White got like notoriously like underpaid for that and has like a lot of anger about it. Yeah. And he just I does like he... shows at UCB now. Does he? Yeah. He's just always like the like guest improviser on like random shows. Um, yeah, I'm surprised that there hasn't been a Family Matters reboot, but I think it's because like I don't think he would do it because I think he got screwed the first time. Yeah. Um and what else? None of those none of those uh TJF shows really are have except oh, Boy Meets House. World. Yeah, Boy oh, Meets World had one no, in full. Right. Yeah, yeah. That um, was another one. I was like I love TJF. I was obsessed with it. It was like my favorite thing in the world. TJF and Snick were like mm. my whole weekend when I was a kid. Sure. Um, but I could not get my head around adults getting excited to watch that full house reboot. No, I didn't watch one episode. I mean, if Mary Kate and Ashley aren't on it, I don't care. Uh, I would just, no, I didn't care at all. I was like this show who gives a shit. It's 30 years old, 25 years old. It was probably really bad at the time. You only liked it because you were a child. It was written for children for a child's mind. Yeah. There's it has nothing to offer you anymore. Grow up. Ugh. You know, it's fun memories of you know watching it as a kid, but I don't really that's it. Who yeah. cares? I, I mean, I say I don't understand the fetishization of 
making your childhood memories like continue into adulthood and yet when i'm stressed out i just want to like listen to smashing pumpkins that's true i what i did realize that my musical taste has it got until i was about 20 and fully stopped and i have not changed or grown or discovered anybody new yeah i mean i i keep up with people more than you do probably but like i still it's like if i'm in a dark place and i need to put something on it's one of the old i'm not putting on a new album i'm putting on an old fave the only band that i've gotten into since i was 20 is this is embarrassing but it's like i think still so of that genre is vampire weekend oh sure no that's my only new band that i like and to me they're new because they're not from like literally like 2002 (laughs) I mean, yeah, they're, uh, let's see. Should we talk more about horses? <laughs> there Is was there a, more news about horses? Yeah, there was a huge, huge, uh, long, long, fucking way too long article on Grub Street. All right, um, tell me all about it because I haven't read it. I won't go into a ton of detail because this is such a long article and there's so much it's stuff, but I, I do disturbing. think, I mean, we, we talked about, the allegations last week on the patreon feed um if you don't know there's a very trendy restaurant in la where uh among other things the chef is accused of um strangling a series of kittens right in his home so that's the basis so but it turns out there's way more going on so grub street did this whole investigative article uh interviewing not only employees at horses but interviewing um their big restaurant so before they moved to charlotte or charleston or nashville god i'm sorry for all of our southern listeners that i can't keep your cities straight um they worked in new york at this place called mimi's which was like an old school french bistro that already existed but they took over the kitchen and it became like a hot spot in new york um apparently when they worked at mimi's you know like chefs usually make a family meal for all the employees and stuff and it's yeah. usually just like a you know comforting you know beans and rice or whatever it is but he was like so psychotic um he would make things just to fuck with the employees like one time it says he took all the worms from the monkfish liver and took sheep's liver and put it through a grinder and served that for um family meal why would he do that just to fuck with it because he's a psycho another time he offered staff fish carcasses blended with water ew Uh, um and then the management just had to like order pizzas for the chef for the staff he would um have like projects for the employees that really didn't have anything to do with food but it was just like dissecting animals he took he had a bunch of like dead rabbits and he made the employees like um, cut off their ears and and like scrape the cartilage off the rabbit ears. Uh, oh my god! Um, all of this, and then she. I mean, who knows? Maybe she. This is the estranged wife who's accusing him of all this stuff. She's. I don't know. She's. She's. Her lawyers are framing her as the victim, and I don't want to like victim blame. Obviously, like perhaps he. She's totally innocent in this, and he's like a psychopath. But a lot of people are calling this more of like um just like a two-way toxic relationship and she's like also fucked up because he's accusing yeah. her of being the one and maybe this is just projecting or whatever but he's accusing her of being the one who was abusive and accusing her now of 
killing the cats. Okay. Um, all this stuff. And so it's like, it's so much more fucked up than we even thought. That is fucked up. Uh, but yeah, this is um quite an article if you're interested in. Yeah, it was too kind of gross for me, but I'm glad you're telling me about sure. it. And yeah, sorry, I probably should have had like a content warning before I talked about all we the don't animal do those abuse. Here. But yeah, um, whatever. Um, just yell at us on Instagram if you want. Um. All right. Is there anything else that there's literally I was like, what is going on? The only fucking goop news this week that was like people were freaking out about um, Gwyneth posing topless with her wide leg jeans. So everyone's like like the New York Post and the Daily Mail's like, you know, Gwynny gets naked to sell shit. And I'm like, well, you're the one fucking writing articles about it, you stupid idiots. It's not even worth it. Um, It's not worth talking about, uh, you know, obviously Apple's home from college um it's just like so boring uh there there was um (laughs) the daily mail was really stupid because gwyneth posted some pictures at her home that was obviously her like old like her brentwood home but the daily mail got it all confused and was like she shows um she's showing us pictures of her you know brand new montecito mansion and it's like no this is from her la house you stupid idiots get your facts straight and then they said that the Montecito house was only worth $5 million, which people freaked out about because they were like, you can't even buy a shack in Montecito for $5 million. I wonder where they got that. They, I think the land that they bought the house to go on was $5 million when they bought the land. And I think that's I where they got that number. Yeah. I see. Very dumb. Daily Mail, bad journalists. Us, great journalists, as, journalists. as you can tell by our expert expertise on um, the bosnian serbian conflict of the 1990s yeah i'm sure everybody really learned a lot from that one yeah okay well i guess that's it no goop news oh but kate Kate middleton did go to that garden thing wearing a pink dress that was big royal news wait was that a faux pas that she wore a pink dress or what is how is that noteworthy uh well it's so this is a pink dress that she's worn before and it was something called it's like a big garden festival i can't remember the flower the flower festival or something or the flower show or i think it might be the flower show i don't know whatever it's like some big flower thing that happens in england and um i don't really understand how the royals work but it whatever this event is it used to be one of the queen's patronages i don't again do not know what any of this means the queen used to go to it and she'd always go and wear like these bright colors and the other royals would go and they would wear kind of more muted colors like kate always wore green and like you know because they were around a lot of like bushes and stuff and then the queen would wear like pink or whatever sure. it's like the flowers and like oh, you know she would sort of stand out and there was all this like oh is a royal gonna come who knows da, da, da. and they they get the schedule in advance and they had the schedule that like charles and camilla were gonna be there like in the afternoon but then kate showed up in the morning unannounced wearing this bright pink dress and did this like huge photo op and got written about a lot. And so now with Megan out of the picture, um, the, like the, the, the Royal um, influencers (laughs) are saying that this is Kate, like trying to basically take attention away from Charles and Camilla and like 
Charles and Camilla are pissed because they want to be the stars of the show because mm. they're the king and the queen now. And they're like, they just became king and queen, but everybody, nobody likes them and everybody just likes Kate. And Kate is like leaning into it by like doing these kind of stunty things. Sure. I mean, if, if she's smart, she sees how they treated Megan when she like, quote unquote, misbehaved a little bit. It's like, um, she needs to have her own sort of center of power. And um, I'm all for a Kate Camilla cat fight. <laughs> well, it just seems uh, dumb to me because there's absolutely no contest. Everybody hates Camilla and people don't really like Charles. Like people, no, they're not popular. Everybody's always hated them. Every Nobody liked seeing Camilla become the queen of England. Nobody wanted to see that. So. I think if they're smart, they will just kind of put Kate forward. She's probably the most popular one. And just like have her go around in her dress and do her fucking shit. Who cares? Like she's the one that everybody likes. Like if they want to maintain power, they should totally just get her, get her out there. I think, I kind of think that's what's happening. I don't, I, I sort of doubt that they are like, oh, we want more coverage. We want people to think we look good in our pink dresses. Like, I I just don't think even Camilla is that stupid because she, I think Camilla is like the ultimate snob and she only cares what she, how she's perceived in her disgusting circles. Mm-hmm. I don't think she gives a fuck what people think about her in like England. But I do think that... Um, they're they have to be a little bit more savvy than that yeah because kate and will are gonna have to be the ones to like pick up the pieces after charles and camilla kick the bucket and like i mean i guess that this fucking family has lasted for however god knows how many hundreds of years it just seems like it's all oh like it should just be over just like i mean yeah i mean at least they used to kill each other and scheme and you know yeah. bury each other's children in the Tower of London and start a war with their cousins and all this and now they just kind of are like oh she wore the pink dress fuck her I'm gonna wear my dress and it's also it's just, low stakes I mean yeah. like just you know line them up by the shed like they did the Romanovs and just get it over with well maybe they will time will tell <laughs> but no I mean oh god whatever um anyway. all right well let's uh let's talk about our American royal princess, Miss Gwyneth Paltrow, and right. the Goop newsletters this week, which okay. we've been avoiding for however long we've been doing this podcast today. Okay. So out of all of the incisive, intellectually stimulating, surprising articles that you read in the Tuesday and Thursday newsletters, what was your best of the week? I liked the affirmations. Me too. Really? This was my best. Yeah. Oh my God, Brian. I'm shocked that we both picked that. I know. I was, you know, going through it this week. So I think I needed a few affirmations. (laughs) I think, yeah, I think affirmations are good. It reminded me of like, do you know the Stanislavski thing? The magic if it's like an acting method. Remind me. I'm sure I learned it in. It's like basically instead of saying like it's it's basically that it's like you're like what if there was someone at the door instead of like trying to pretend there's someone at the door you go what would I do if xyz and it kind of like is supposed to like make your body like respond as if it's really happening because you're like leaving it open instead of trying to like lie basically so I think that 
that's sort of what this is like, but I think it makes a lot of sense. Just what if this are true? I think so too. So, so this, the framing of this article is actually interesting and it's more, I don't know, grounded than a lot of these self-help things that Goop publishes. Um, it's by this trauma-informed emotional healing coach, <laughs> Karina Nukerchner. Okay. And she says that affirmations, the typical, you know, Stuart Smalley, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, whatever, feel fake. Right. Which they do. I'm all, I've always thought like, it's so crazy to be like, what are you supposed to do? Like, go to the bathroom and like, talk to yourself in the mirror and like, hype yourself up. That's like, ins uh, you know, insane, insanity. So right. she's saying it's mortifying, mortifying, a little switch that you do instead of affirmations, you phrase them in the form of a question and you make them into affirmations. Yeah. This is revelatory. Which is also an embarrassing, you know. I mean, it's not the greatest term. I would never say this in public other than, you know, my closest friends who are listening to this podcast. But um, so instead of saying, like, I can handle this, say, what if I can handle this? Um, instead of saying, I am enough, say, what if... I'm enough. And I don't know. I like the cut of their jib, whatever you call it. Yeah, I like it too. Like, I think that it. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Definitely makes more sense. And I've also like had psychiatrists or like not psych, but like therapists like talk to me sort of in these terms, like 
what if everything goes right? What if it doesn't happen? Like, you know what I mean? Cause you're always going, what if like in a negative way, but you could just as easily put that in a positive way. Yeah. And it's the same thing. And I also noticed I've been doing this job where I've been working, um, like, uh, basically like working on a study with, um, people about healthcare and, um, it's just like a stupid day job, but a lot of the times people like can't figure out how to answer the questions. Cause it's like a survey. They have to answer these like certain ways. They can't just like make up their own answer. And when they struggle, I'll always go like, well, if you had to pick one, which would you pick? Mm. And then they always can do it. Interesting. I feel like there is something about just saying like, okay, well, if that were true, what would you do? And then you just like get more. Um, it's just easier to like, imagine something if you're asking it that way, rather than if you're literally saying it's true, which also makes sense because it's, it is true. It, the, the affirmation isn't literally true, but saying what if is like opening yourself to the possibility that it could become true. Yeah. Instead of trying to force, if, if you're feeling down or you're feeling angry or you're feeling sad or whatever, and trying to force like that opposite emotion, instead of doing that. Yeah. Like you said, leave yourself open to the possibility that your state of mind, um, and your point of view could change. Right. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's very gentle, you know, what if my lovability isn't tied to my performance or actions? What if I allow myself to make mistakes? What if I grow in love towards me? I mean, some of these are cheesy. What if I grow in love towards myself every day? I mean, I don't know what that means, but that's fine. You can sure. make up your own information. Yeah. I didn't go through the entire list. There, They have a lot of There's examples. There's so many. But yeah, she leaves it open to using these or making your own. Um... I wonder who I would become if I could honor and accept myself exactly as I am. I mean, that's, that's profound. If you think about it, it's cheesy, but it's profound. Yeah. Anyway. No, I like it. And she doesn't even have a book to sell. I mean, like, good for her. She just has some information. What if she had a book to sell? What if maybe she, yeah. What if she started opening her laptop and working on her fucking book and yeah, getting off her fat ass lady or got on your fat ass. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Good for her. I'm pro affirmation, definitely over affirmation, which I do not like those. No, no, no. Um, all right. What was your worst? <sighs> My worst was, let me see, where do I have it? Oh, I just, I think I'm just do not like any hotel article. Like, mm. The hotel pieces are always extremely boring to me. They never feel cohesive. It's, I mean, sometimes they'll say, oh, these are snowy locations or beach locations or something, but they're, it's basically a brochure for a hotel. The stuff is usually taken straight from the hotels, you know, PR, whatever advertising. And it's never, I just don't care if I'm not, it's, to, it's all random. It's just, here's a nice hotel here. Here's a nice hotel here. Okay. I wasn't thinking about those places. I wasn't looking for a place to go. I'll never spend, go to a hotel that costs a thousand dollars a night. It's just, these aren't my, I'm never going to go there in the first place. And if I was, I wouldn't be staying there. So I just, in general, I do not like them anymore. I agree. I, I mean, I, I do enjoy the, like, travel articles that are centered around going to like a specific place and having like a specific itinerary. Um, but these sort of hotel roundups that don't really have, 
Like this one is just six new hotels for dreamy sun- summer getaways. And it's like, okay. Yeah. And it is, like you said, it's all just PR. They're just, it's just, you know, hotel PR people sending things to goop and the goop copywriters like frantically like putting something together um and like i love you know the aspirational nature of goop but these are just so out of any possibility that it's just like what is the point and they all they're not even these aren't even like i guess they are hotels but it just seems like these giant mansions that you can rent yeah i mean i'm sure it's nice i'm sure it's beautiful i'm i mean i don't care yeah it's like and i guess if I, I mean, if I was like super rich, sure, I would probably love to stay in these places. But like, tr- when I'm traveling, hotel to me is like the least important thing. I mean, I like a nice really? hotel. Yeah, like I much would prefer spending money on restaurants or like sightseeing or whatever, and like staying at a very like modest place because I'm not going to spend that much time in the hotel anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's not the least important, but. I don't need to stay in like the nicest hotel every time. All I need is a pool, a a bar and a comfortable bed to sleep in and quiet. That's the only thing I care about. Yeah. I mean, I stayed in some really shitty hotels. Brian has taken me like on his like little trips for his podcast he stays in places that I was like terrified in. Sure. And I was like, I am never doing this again with you. Like I will never stay in a place like this again. And he he's better now. Okay. But I think I'm just scarred from these places that Brian was like, this is fine. And they were like literal, like basically like meth riddled prostitution dens. And I was like, get, I am going to get murdered. I was like, I couldn't sleep in these places. I was like terrified. No, I get it. I mean, I'm, I think more on the Brian side. Like I get what, like I, you know, if I'm going to the desert to watch tennis, I'll stay at the motel six in Palm desert rather than spring for a fancier place just because it's the cheapest one. Yeah. Um, but I'm also by my, I mean, I think it's probably also like different as a woman, uh, not to be so like, you know, heteronormative, but it is, I I don't know. Like I could see how these places are terrifying. And I even stayed at one, when I stayed at the the Motel Six in Indio, that one was truly a meth den, and I was the only time in my life I've ever been frightened staying in a motel. Yeah, I was. We stayed in this one place in Columbus that I was just like, Oof. "What is this? Like, how? What? This is not even a motel. This is like a. I don't even know what it was. It was like this weird, huge room. It was like two stories." But it was just like it was too much space because I was like someone could be hiding in here. It was really scary. I don't That's know. That's terrifying. Very fucked up. Um. Anyway. Uh. All right. My worst is not about goop. It's about my other favorite topic of conversation, Doctor Jen Gunter. Oh, good. I'm glad we have some Gunter news on. Who market. she's back in the states, and she's raring to go. She has nothing on her hands but time. And she's picking fights left, right, and center. The first thing, and this is just, I don't know what the deal is, but she is going to be in LA soon. She had a very cryptic tweet. Oh no. Asking the best. Well, she she has a, she always has a typo. So she says, can anyone recommend acts service? ACTS 
to get from LAX to Santa Monica. I think she, she I think it was a, I think she meant bus service. Um, ACTS? I think it was a, probably an autocorrect thing. ACTS? Uh, yeah. How could you, how, but bus is B-U-S. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else A-C-T-S. it could be besides bus. Or, maybe or a taxi? taxi. Oh, maybe taxi service. Yeah, taxi maybe. I think Ax. it's a taxi. ACTS. ACTS. So it's either bus or taxi. Maybe T-A-X-I. taxi. A-X-I. A-C-T-S. But why I would could... you rec- ask a taxi service? You obviously, if you're, you just She's get an Uber. She's the queen of the type of person who would ask for a, t- a taxi service on Twitter. <laughs> the abs- it's like, because every single person in the fucking world knows how to get a car from the airport at this in 2023. Yeah. No one's confused about it. No one is confused, much less Jen Gunter, the world traveling Canadian gynecologist who's written however many best selling books and goes wherever the fuck to do her stupid lectures. She knows how to get a taxi or she knows how to get an Uber at the airport. It is not hard. But th- this is who she is, the type of person who's going to take it to Twitter yep. because she wants the engagement. Yeah. But unfortunately, she said ACTS, <laughs> and we don't actually know what she I means. don't know what but it means. Yeah, We could be, maybe she really does need an act service, an something act ser- very rare that most people have never mm. heard of, and she needs to find people who know what they're, she's talking about. But I don't think so. Um, but people recommended... People are so, it's so funny to me. Her fans are just like, they don't, they really just take everything she says at face value and they're just there to help her. Cause someone was like, oh, there's the big blue bus that goes right to Santa Monica or like, oh, you know what? You could get an Uber. Just like, wow, open what the a Uber great idea. And, yeah, like, what a great tip. They should put that in goop. When you land at the airport, maybe you can get an Uber. That's great. So, I don't know why she's coming to LA. I mean, in my, I, she's probably just going to some boring fucking endometriosis conference again. But I wish, I really do wish that she was like going completely insane and was trying to like stake out the like Goop HQ and like do like a viral TikTok in front of Goop or like trying to break in and like that would be great. But she's probably not going to do that. Even though she'll be right there, she'll probably stop by if she's coming to Santa Monica. Um, what if it means something now I'm scared and I'm going to Google it. Cause now what if it actually means something? ACTS service and act service. No, cause act everyone, service. everyone, and no one even, no one even says anything about her typos. It's like, they understand her language. Cause they all probably are like fucking the same. I don't know. Anyway, that was just a little taste. That wasn't my main worst for her. Um, my main worst is. She has so many more important fish to fry. And and I, you know, God bless her. She engages with these fucking anti-abortion ghouls. And like, maybe that, I don't really see how it helps anything for her to like start fights with like people who have 50 Twitter followers who are like Nazis, but like, mm-hmm. at least it keeps her engaged and like fighting mm-hmm. something that is important. Cause she'll, do that for a while and then she gets obsessed with just the dumbest thing and i don't know why this got to me but she became obsessed with i guess on tiktok there's a lot of people who are doing like recipe like dessert recipes using cottage cheese as like a quote-unquote healthier alternative yeah and nothing offends jen more than people even though she's the fucking one who 
drinks 12 diet cokes a day so she has i'm like i don't get her hypocrisy is disgusting to me but she hey anyone who uses like a quote-unquote diet food or like doesn't or like is is you know influenced by quote-unquote diet culture she just laughs at she just has no time for them it's just they're the simplest stupidest people in the world and you know what jen maybe she's lucky because she is tall and thin and whatever her metal like she is she's never had to be well i don't know i don't know what she used to look like but i just assume she's never been someone that like had a weight problem i don't know yeah probably not um and like who cares i'm sure these things taste good i my reaction is to be like the right-wing people who just start like carrying a ar-15s around if someone is like trying to take away their guns i don't even i'm like very neutral on cottage cheese but now you know i'm just gonna go to whole foods this weekend and buy a ton of cottage cheese just to (laughs) stick it to old jen well what's wrong with cottage cheese also cottage cheese it's good yeah and it became popular like girls on tiktok started putting it on toast yes yeah, it's instead of ricotta. It's like, and also if, like you use the, if you use like the full fat, it's not even diet food. I don't know what she's talking about. So she said there, I guess someone was doing this truffle with cottage cheese. So you, you whip up cottage cheese in a blender. Yeah. Um, And then you just add cocoa powder and maple syrup. And then you, uh, you put them in the fridge and those are truffles. So a real truffle, historical French truffle or whatever is using cocoa powder, sugar, and cream. Mm-hmm. And all this woman is doing is replacing the sugar with maple syrup and replacing the cream with cottage cheese. It's not even necessarily like more low calorie or healthier. It's just whatever. It's a TikTok trend. Yeah. And no one is more offended. Jen, she just couldn't stop laughing at this poor girl. And then she got adjacent into there. She's she's like, oh, I'm going to do a taste test now. I'm going to make the real truffles and I'm going to make these horrible cottage cheese truffles. And yeah. um she said, I'm not. Oh, and then Jen adjacent, of course, chimes in on yeah. she she shares a screenshot of their text conversation. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure she's got two phones. <laughs> I am not sure if I will allow the cottage cheese version in this house. There are some lines that just shouldn't be crossed. I mean, really, do you have to actually try it to know it's a bad idea? And then Jen responds, you will get real truffles out of the experiment and you don't have to eat the others. And he says, it is your time. It just feels like a crime against humanity and chocolate lovers. And I say, fuck, you're a crime against humanity against cottage cheese Show lovers. your face, adjacent. Tell us yeah. your fucking name. You coward. Who is this guy? Fucking coward. You're probably deformed hunchback. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? In order, if you want to come for like the wellness girls on TikTok, put your name on it. Look, we have begged people not to tag Jen or Jen adjacent. No, please. We don't. have begged people not to tag Will Cole or any of the <laughs> well, people. I have like yeah. literally cowered in fear thinking about the medical medium, but at least we say our names. Like, you know who we are. Yeah. We're not hiding anything. And it, it takes all the strength in the world for me to not have us to not respond snarkily to one of jen's tweets because i know if i do the whole jig will be up and she'll find me she'll find the podcast she'll listen it's so i i can't ever engage with her at all and it's all it's really tearing me apart because all i want to do is scream at her on twitter and i can't do it because i I value this podcast too much (laughs) i know and your your privacy no i think the way that we have this set up is so great like they don't they really don't know about it and we've been doing it for a long time. It's really funny. 
and I it's love really it. Funny. It's our little secret. It's our little secret. Because you know how, because we're nothing. We're nobody. We have a very small following. But if she knew about us, she would, because she's she's gone after smaller fish than us. She has. And yeah. So it's like, we're, I mean, and now we're if playing. She only I know knew, we're playing with fire oh, here, but yeah. She'd be mad. Because we really go in on her. <laughs> we really do. And we've been doing it for a long time. Years, 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 years. Years. Anyway. But I can't believe there was that other guy on Twitter who also thought that her her husband or whatever was fake. That's I mean, it's true. So either he listens to the podcast or it's just like obvious that it's he's fake obvious every, yeah. to certain people. To certain people, you look at that and you go, I know that something weird is going on. Either he as okay, it's like it's a combination of things. We don't see his face. They're fake married, which she admits. Which is either because she doesn't want people to be able to look up the marriage license and prove that it's bullshit or he's, he's fake or he's doing something. He's up to something a little bit funny. And I just thought of something else. She never, so she has her, her twin boys who are in college now. She never, ever talks about like, oh, adjacent and the boys and I are all doing something. Hmm. it's either I'm hanging out with the kids or I'm hanging out with the Jason. She keeps those two parts of her life very separate. And I'm like, if you've been together for so long and you're like, quote unquote, married now, aren't, isn't adjacent like basically their stepfather? I mean, I don't. He is. Well, yeah, he would be. But also, I don't believe that there is an adult on this planet who will say, my partner and I have decided to become spiritually married, but we aren't actually doing anything about it. And we don't believe in having a legal marriage because we don't think that it's necessary. I don't think that that person exists. I mean, I feel like I've heard that before. Like, people... I don't think it exists past 25. <laughs> okay. And because, because at 25 is when you're like, yeah, we're fake married. And then you realize that that's just your boyfriend. And then you break up and, mm. and it's silly. It's silly. It's immature. Well, and, she didn't, and she said, and she said, oh, maybe one day we'll get the paperwork. I don't know. It the whole thing is so weird. And like, I mean, we've been over this millions of times, but it just, it just boggles my mind that this person is so active on Twitter and yet so concerned about his own anonymity. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. It sure The doesn't. fact that he started a Twitter account specifically in her name. I just, I just whole... don't, I can't imagine a man who would do that. No. Like that to me, that seems like something that a woman, a, an immature woman would daydream that a guy would do. But I don't think any man, I don't know, maybe I'm being sexist and heteronormative. I just, I can't see it. I just don't see it. Ugh. And then I also have to include, and I, this is not about Jen Gunter, but this is another person who I haven't really talked about much on this podcast because I think, well, because he also has a podcast that's way more popular than ours. Oh, no. And I assume a lot of people that listen to this probably listen to their podcast, oh, no. too. So I don't want to, like, whatever. But the guy who? the guy who does, um, what's it called? Maintenance phase? I don't know. It's like they did, um, they, they, they're like an anti-diet culture podcast. And they, they've had, the only episode I've listened to in full is their, like, takedown of Goop. 
Oh yeah, um, I heard that one too. I hated that one. Yeah. So anyway, I think there. It like, was just such a sorry, but it was just like that old fashioned, like, oh my god, like why would she say that you can eat this? Why would she say that she's selling vagina eggs? Why would yeah. she do this? This is too expensive. She's goop stuff costs a lot of money, and the and it's hard to do these diets. Like old, just old news. Uh, yeah, and I, I their podcast is really popular, so they must be doing something right. Um, their sort of style of like anti-diet culture and body positivity to me is like very reductive and like it's just it 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 seems more like political than health based yeah and so i just want to and this is an old this is from a couple weeks ago but i hadn't mentioned it today and this sort of just confirmed what i think about this guy because he much like jen gunter i do think your movie taste says a lot about you as a person okay and um he he's this gay guy and he's also, like, another person who's, like, very skinny. And I'm like, what? Sorry, like, this isn't about you. Why Why is your whole career based on this fucking shit if you're this skinny person? I don't know. Whatever. But he, um, I guess he finally, he said, he, he saw Tar. And he said, suffering my way through Tar after three different dudes on Grinder recommended it. And then he has a um, oh, Jennifer people, Coolidge meme. The, sorry, go on. Go oh, on. the, 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 the jennifer coolidge these gays they're trying to murder me meme and then he goes on there is no way you twinks watch this all the way through i demand compensation um and he goes on and like whatever people can have different opinions about tar but like it's like sorry it's like one of the only like great american movies to come out in the past few years yeah and and it was like hands down the best movie that came out last year yeah like and it has something to say it has an interesting perspective uh the the characters are morally ambiguous like there's so many just great things about it and if you're so stupid that mm-hmm. all you can think about is like oh this is long and boring and i can't believe these gay guys like this fucking movie you're yeah. sorry you're like a intellectual midget and you don't deserve <laughs> to have a public forum oh and you shouldn't God. fucking talk about diet culture See, but then he's gonna find about. this and then play what we said about bosnia and serbia and he's <laughs> yeah like, uh, i'm the intellectual <laughs> midget and we're gonna have to be like yeah whatever yeah, well, sorry i don't present myself as a historian so no whatever. we're not we're only historians of one person mm-hmm. actually two goop and jen gunter's twitter account that's it and it, it was the similar reaction because tar is actually a movie i really really love and i've seen it a few times um and so this really struck a nerve with me but it it was similar to when jen gunter had um her violent reaction to that ridley scott movie uh um with uh matt damon why can't i think of it i don't know about what you're talking about the duel is like the last oh, duel, the last the, duel. oh yeah the, the last duel yeah and she was like this is the biggest piece of shit i've ever seen like what a horrible movie and she was just laughing at her and i'm like i I'm not like a huge like last duel stan, but again, like it was a movie that had something on its mind, whether or not it was completely uh successful at 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 doing what it had on its mind. I don't know, but like she just all she does is she watches and she watches just like fucking Marvel TV shows. Yeah. She just is also an intellectual midget. Sorry, should I not say midget? Is that bad? I mean I don't know, but I know what you sense. mean. It's like yeah. she's a um I, she's not a culture person. She maybe she's a science person, and that's fine. But like, her break into 
I guess the soft sciences or the arts. It just hasn't been no. very successful. I mean, she it's probably watches her... like Ted Lasso. Yeah, like her... I just don't think she has very good taste. No. I don't think she has very good taste in like fashion. I don't think she has good taste in movies. Um, I don't think that she's a great writer. I don't know. Uh, yeah, and, and so I, I, because I wanted to give maintenance phase a little bit more of a chance because I do actually. I know people and I'm friends with people and I respect people that, that really like that podcast. And so I like, maybe because I just listened to the goop episode, I was giving it a bad rap. I listened to one other one. And then this, this tar take really just like put me off. And I'm like, Oh, I actually don't really care what you think about anything. If you're, if you're that stupid yeah. and you have no fucking attention span to actually like engage with something that has ideas in it. And you just want to be like spoon fed your own fucking point of view for the rest of your life. Like what movie do you like? Like what I'm curious. What was, I would love to, I would love to know. Like, because I've had a lot of people hate tar. I mean, I've had arguments with people about it. Like people just don't because they're like, it's pretentious and boring. And I'm like, you are not, you're missing something. Yeah. You're missing. It's so you even go. And why do you even go to movies? Like, what are you looking for in a movie? I can't uh, stand it. I absolutely can't stand the tar haters. And they're few and far between because I think they know that if they come out and admit they don't like it, that we'll tell them they're stupid. Well, right. Because like, no one I mean, wants to be again, I, I'm not saying, so I, I think there, there is a, an argument to be made that someone could have why they they've engaged with it. I've and never heard digested of it. And I've might, never heard of a good like one. It. I because heard the people one. who say that they've engaged with it, they always completely miss the point yeah. of the movie. Like they never, they, they're always that. And I kind of think that's why Tar is like kind of a brilliant movie. Cause yeah. so many people project whatever they want. Yes. To and again, it. it exposes people's own biases. Yes, and their exactly. Own and I think, it, I think that's, that's why it's such a great movie. Yeah. And it, that's what it was. That was what it was trying to do. Yeah. And it's great. Um, in that way that it's a movie that has like it, it shows so little, but people project so much onto it. And, and that's what I like is amazing about it. Um, but just to say that it's too boring or whatever is obviously the worst. I, I, I actually, would just never admit ways, that if I thought something was boring, that was like universally lauded, I would interrogate myself of like, why am I thinking it's boring? I would never say that publicly. I, I I agree, but in some ways I I prefer that. I think that's more like honest than the people who are like, oh no, this is like an anti, it's just an anti-woke movie or it's just a cancel culture movie or like whatever they think about it. Because every most people think it's like one or the other, which is why it's so great. Yeah. The people who don't like it, because it goes against like their politics, but people like people will think that whatever they think they'll think it's the opposite and that makes them mad it's so funny um yeah but um, yeah it's like what are you getting what are you trying to get out of art i, I just i'm like what who is it what are what are you doing on this earth alive if you're not engaged i don't know i would with rather someone way. just be like i thought it was boring actually sure because then i just i, I can just just like, okay okay whatever not much you can do about that yeah yeah so anyway sorry for i mean again i didn't whatever i'm sure that podcast has its merits i don't know i'm all of these people i just i can't deal with them anymore the person that i follow for some reason is like santa cruz pharmaceuticals <laughs> do you know him no 
Oh, he's like, um, he's this guy who he looks really young. I don't know where he lives. He either lives in like a shack on the beach or like at someone's pool house. Okay. And his new thing is he goes to the supermarket and if people are buying soda, he'll be like, can I give you a hundred dollars not to buy that soda today? What can I do to get you to not buy it? Um, and what I like about it is that sometimes they say no. Oh, it's Santa Cruz Medicinals. Hmm. And he sells like, ter- and all he eats is like a giant platter of beef and, you know, oh, the type guys. and yeah, fruit. Yeah. And um, what does he sell? He sells medicine? He sells Natural like medicine? supplements. Okay, sure. Um, He sells deep sleep caps, pain solve, MCT oil, and more. A typical shit your typical thing he but i don't know why like i guess i just at some point followed him when we were on our journey yeah (laughs) and he's still popping up for me and i think that he's like one of the he's not a good one he's kind of doing a ripoff of the um bobby parish like in the supermarket thing but he's a little bit more um a little more aggro he had one video where he um, kind of went after Biden. <laughs> he's like, oh, oh, so he's because yeah, the, the, the this this political stuff. And Bo- Bobby, at least publicly presenting, is is apolitical, right? He never although goes, I've done my research on Bobby, and I don't think he really. I mean, is, I'm sure he's not. Yeah, he's a far right like Christian. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but he doesn't for, bring that into his his uh, his social media. No, no, no. Um. It's fascinating the um the pivot of like health food culture alternative medicine to the right wing. It's like Yeah, I think it's always been there. Oh no, it it's been there, but now it's like uh it's like predominantly there. It's like uh the yeah, I don't know. But it's weird because they're also the people with like the republic I'm sorry, but like it's true like People on the right have a shorter life expectancy in America. They're have less, they're less healthy. Yeah. Yeah. As a whole. Like these are whatever influencers, but um I don't think and it's still not it's not the majority. Oh no, it's still yeah, it's still not the norm for for right wing or red state people to be like this. That they're yeah. So maybe it's in their communities they see it worse than what we would see so they actually have a um they're actually seeing the the death and the obesity and the diabetes in a way that it's like, just a it's just a cold yeah all right what is your craziest or saddest my saddest was just like when it's like online presence this week i thought i don't want to say the word cringe because i think i'm too old to say it and i think it's overused but if I had to pick a word to describe it, that's what I would pick this week alone. She wrote what I thought was a not very successful paragraph about her daughter in the news yeah. letter this week. Um, I thought it was just kind of overwritten and not great. Um Apple has returned from her freshman year at college, and I am so struck by how quickly this school year has passed. It is lovely to see her and her elementary school friends back together like a flock of sweet sparrows coming in and out of one another's houses in packs, then dispersing. 
don't so like it. It's a little. Yeah, it's, it's a bit a much. F- it's a bit much. It's a bit flowery. It I feels, think she's going through it. I think she's going through something. You think it feels more like an affirmation than an information, yeah. if you know what I'm saying. I mean, it's hard when your kids leave home. I mean, it, I'm not saying it's not hard. Yeah. I'm just saying like I didn't like I didn't like yeah. that. And then she had um, another, you know, just like. I don't know. She had some other stuff online just on, on Instagram this week that I was just like, it's too much. Mm. Wait, you're talking about like the topless. No, I don't know why. After I read that, I was like many women who lead have been told um, implicitly that, or that we need to approximate the masculine slash go model of work to be successful slash respected. I do not believe this. I wholeheartedly believe that women leaders work differently. We need community creativity. And most importantly, the permission to rest and restore. We do it differently and it's okay. It's the, it's the classic girl boss arc of like Ariana Huffington. You work, 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 you drive yourself into the ground and then you're exhausted. And then you're like, let's monetize rest and let's make sleep into like the new work right which is nothing new obviously this is old stuff for her it's just it's a bit it's just she just it was i just didn't like what she was putting online this week Mm. you know old tired shit about you know the power of rest for a girl boss ceo which is like so i mean that's been picked apart by us by everybody else by new york magazine whatever like people talk shit about that kind of attitude all the time I don't need to do it here, but it's just, you know, another one. And then this, that, and then that flowery, flowery little uh, paragraph in the beginning of the newsletter on Thursday. I just was, just as a saddest, I was like, this is just a sad week of internet stuff for us. I think so. Something, something needs to shift soon. She thinks she's sick. Mentally. Oh, mentally sick. (laughs) Well, that mold, that long COVID, I mean, (sighs) problems with Brad, problems with Will. It's just a lot for anyone to handle. I think Jen's coming to town. Who knows? They're going to have a standoff. Jen Gunter. If she can find a way to get from LAX to Santa Monica. Yeah, if she can find an act service that will get her into Brentwood, she might, you know, confront Gwyneth. Uh, If we, if, if she will be on social media when she's on uh, in LA, so we need to like really keep track and and try to not confront her at all, but just sort of. I just want to see her. I just want to see her in person. And I want to see if she's alone, and then she yep. knows that she's with adjacent. Oh my god! Yeah. That would uh, be great. M- oh my! Cra- this was crazy because I'm like, is this crazy or am I crazy? So there was some old Caitlyn recipes which were better left unsaid, but it was these marinades. And then one of them, she says, it's a cleaned up version of the wishbone Italian dressing marinade our moms used when we were growing up. I've never, were people just marinating chicken in Italian dressing and then baking it? Yeah. Okay. Then I guess I'm the crazy one. I'd never heard of such a thing. No, you're not the crazy one. I don't know if people actually did it, but I do remember that being in the commercials for it. Oh, so you, you just take raw chicken, you dump a bottle of dressing on it, and then you put it in the oven? Maybe mm-hmm. it's good. Marinades, usually you like put it in the oh, marinade, yeah. for like <laughs> 30 minutes or an hour and then you like cook it. I've never had it with wishbone Italian dressing, but 
I remember seeing the commercials and like, I always wanted my mom to do whatever was on a commercial, sure, sure. but my mom would never do it. There was also one, one commercial for craft singles where they, someone put a craft single on a piece of fried chicken. And I was like, we need, I need to eat that. And she was like, first of all, you don't like either of those foods. You don't like fried chicken or craft singles. I still don't. And then she was like, nobody actually eats that. That's just, they're just telling you to put cheese on more stuff so they can sell more cheese. And I was mm, like, no, everybody smart. is doing this besides us. <laughs> and um, that was another one of our little. Comments. Oh, that's the best, the best um, argument you can have as a kid is like, everyone else is doing it. Right. Uh, Cause it's but like, I'm going to be ostracized was... if I don't do it. And I'm exactly. going to have no but social the, life. Well, no, my mom, literally, if I told my mom that other kids at school were doing something that did not sway her one oh. way or the other, she didn't give a fuck. But especially this chicken thing because she knew that nobody really does that no yeah that is crazy i mean i've heard of i've heard of cheddar cheese on apple pie it's not bad i've had it i saw it in taxi driver i actually um i mean i do like a, a slice of american cheese on like a fried chicken sandwich which is a lot but i'm not going to turn it down all right but on in like bone in fried chicken that's very strange I don't remember. I just remember like in the, they were like, you can put this cheese on like whatever. And like someone had like, just like a floppy slice on top of a chicken bone, mm. a chicken leg. And these were foods. I still, I, I, at the time I really didn't like fried chicken. Like the breading hurt my mouth. I still, hmm. it's like not my main thing that I like want to eat. Um, I never have liked dark meat chicken. Still don't like dark meat chicken. I have never liked craft singles. Still don't like it. 100% just a little pea brain that was just ripe to be marketed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And thank God I had the ultimate geek gatekeeper, my mom, who refused to spend any money on anything. Smart. Yeah. I mean, maybe, well, Caitlin, RIP, but like maybe Goop will do a cleaned up version of craft singles on fried chicken. Maybe, but I just don't think anybody. I don't think I've never, I did remember. I did like the shake and bake commercials and I think my mom would sometimes get the shake and bake chicken. Oh yeah. I wanted, I liked those too, but we never had that, but I uh, hated breading. So it's like, oh it wasn't God. that big of a deal. Breading is one of the great joys of life. I still like, will have like, have you ever had like a nut crusted fish, like a trout or something? Uh, yeah, I've had it. I mean, not probably since the early two thousands, but I mean, yeah, but like to me, just like, it's all that it's all mm. like it hurts my mouth it doesn't add anything for me really it usually like especially like that type of breading like that you buy like breadcrumbs I don't think are very good like it's not like at least with like deep fried stuff that's in a batter it's a yeah. little bit better but yeah it's not it's just I'm lucky that it's not my main thing like, yeah because it's uh it's healthier to forego the batter forego the yeah. breading uh, all right. Well, if we're not going to try fried chicken with crab singles on it, no. what will you be trying this week? Oh, but I would try something else. So this is like what I do like. Gwyneth had another sad, incredibly simple chicken recipe. Like That's my try too. God, Brian, but it's like, you're so in sync because you put a little bit of coconut sugar in it. Because I was like, this sounds so bad. And so boring that I'm like, there has to be something magic to it if Gwyneth is going to make this her main chicken recipe. It's the sugar. I think that the secret... So you know how people are always like, the reason restaurant food tastes so good is because they put so much butter in it. But you're at home yeah, and you're sugar. making it with butter and it's not tasting like that. Yeah. It's sugar. 
Because, yeah, you, you're not thinking if you're cooking savory food, you're not thinking to even glance at the sugar, but just adding like a teaspoon or a tablespoon. I've actually learned when I've been teaching myself how to do Thai food, most Thai, Thai recipes has, a lot of sugar. Yeah. has, I mean, the Thai restaurants in America have way too much sugar, but even like an authentic Thai food will have like a tablespoon of palm sugar or a tablespoon yeah. of coconut sugar to round the flavors out. And it makes a million percent difference. Yeah, definitely in Thai food, but like also in foods, like you would never think like, um, just like, like this, like chicken or just like all these little things that you wouldn't think about, like grilled meats or whatever, even like, um, roasted vegetables. I mean, it's, it, it helps with everything. Yeah. So I think that's probably what makes this recipe good. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it too. It's uh, like, I mean, it's, they say to do a whole chicken cut into 10 pieces. I assume you'll just be doing breasts. Of course. Um, I will probably be just doing thighs and drumsticks. Wow, um, dark meat, man. Yep. And then olive oil, salt and pepper, a cup of white wine, some lemons, some thyme and rosemary, and then you just sprinkle it with coconut sugar. You bake it at 350, which sounds really floppy and sloppy to me. You're not going to get that. Maybe the sugar actually will crisp up the skin even at 350. I also don't eat skin, so I don't care. So you're just doing boneless chicken breasts? Well, yeah, that's what I like. Okay. Or you could, if I made it with the skin on, I would take the skin off. Even if it was crispy? Yeah. That's like John. You and John should get married. Because you have the yeah, same. We should. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the skin. It's like a floppy, no, fatty. No, I, I get it. It's it's fatty. It's not good for you. But if it's crispy, I'll be eating it. It's not because it's not good for me. Mm. I literally will like, I would like put a funnel down my throat and just like pour a bag of sugar down it. <laughs> I just, it's just not my thing. Yeah, that yeah. I like. Um, but whatever. I actually did eat a bunch of chicken thighs this week because we went to Ms. Lala. Have you been there? No. It is so good. It's like Middle Eastern? Yeah. Where we got is it? takeout. There's one on sepulveda in the valley and then i think there's another one like on the west side or something i was young um it was way better than i thought it was gonna be okay i'll check it out yeah or you should find one find one near you oh is there one well i'm sure there's probably one in glendale if it's a that type of restaurant well i don't know maybe not well it doesn't Um, matter but the uh old soup plantation on los filas part of it is turning into like a kebab it's called like kebab factory or something oh uh Hopefully, I wouldn't mind, you know, walking down there for a a shawarma or a euro every once in a while. No. Even though I do miss, even though the soup plantation did give me like diarrhea every time I ate there, I still miss it. I mean, that was another thing that I loved as a child and haven't really been to since. But um, I used to love to go to the soup plantation and just get a bowl of cucumbers and dump a bunch of ranch dressing on it. I was like five. But I, I will never forget. All I would get was cucumbers with ranch dressing and then like a gallon of soft serve ice cream. Oh my God. That's amazing. So that was what I like. I just like, I like their muffins and their soup and their like disgusting pizza. It was good. RIP. RIP. Um, yeah. So that Gwyneth's oven baked chicken, truly like maybe the simplest, saddest recipe to ever grace the pages of Goop. And yet it's intriguing because of its simplicity. I also would probably just use regular white table sugar. I I do like coconut sugar. I like um, regular sugar. Um, All right. What would you buy? 
Okay. So I wrote a one piece bathing suit because I feel like there are all these cute one piece bathing suits popping up now that everybody is like so body positive or whatever. Sure. But then I realized I've only been wearing body one piece bathing suits for the last like 10 or 15 years. And I only wore like two piece bathing suits when I was like in my early twenties and I haven't done it since, but in my brain, I'm still like, yeah, I could just wear a one piece where I don't know where this is coming from because I only wear one pieces. Like I am not going to be <laughs> like, I'm not stripping bare and showing my bod. So I don't even know where this idea came from, but I still, I still had it. And I'm still probably going to do it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I like, I've been getting, I mean, when we were younger, I would say, at least for male bathing suits, it was very sort of board shorts, long, yeah. almost to the knees or even like past the knees. Yeah. And now I do like, because I, I think I have pretty nice gams. Yeah. So I like a, you know, a seven inch or even a five inch. But I would be way too self-conscious to ever wear like a Speedo, yeah. which some people do. I get it. And God bless them. But I feel like that's the male equivalent of a bikini is a Speedo. Yeah, I feel like that's And it's like, I, mean, I can't yeah. imagine doing that. Men have no choice. Like you have to show your midriff in a bathing suit. You, well, you could wear, you could be like someone who just wears like a white t-shirt, but that's like. That's really sad. You're really you dysmorphic. Yeah. If you're doing that. Yeah. You can't um, be that person. All right. I okay. So the Father's Day gift guide came out. Oh, and um, the big hullabaloo, of course, was the Hugo, which was Gwyneth's two hundred dollar vibrating prostate stimulator. Okay. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. It is funny, and it's like at this point, it's just like this is this is what they do. This is the symbiosis between Goop and the mainstream media. Is Goop does something like this, and they write about it. Yeah. I. I don't need a $200 vibrating prostate stimulator. I can <laughs> stimulate my own prostate. Thank you very much. <laughs> but I will um, buy, and this is, and again, this woman has done nothing to me, but for some reason, I never really liked Lauren Roxborough. Yeah. You've she always rubbed her. me the wrong way. And I'm just so happy that Gwyneth is selling this foam roller that has nothing to do with Lauren Roxborough. Just oh. cut her off. This now is called the Therabody Wave Roller. It's a $149 foam roller, which is truly insane. Wow. Um, but it's dense. This dense foam roller has five vibration set. It's a vibrating foam roller designed to help soothe muscle tension and aid post-workout recovery. Um, if okay. I'm not a father, but if anyone wants to buy me this, oh, it's on sale now for $99. Or four interest fee payments of 2475 with afterpay wow it's pretty cool lauren never deal. did a vibrating foam roller this is a technological advancement it is i mean and then you get that foam roller and that prostate stimulator going at the same time you're never leaving the house no happy father's day <laughs> happy father's day just, <laughs> sorry it's so gross came home and you just watch your dad splayed out Doing foam a foam roller, roller prostate massager. Yeah, that would not be a happy Father's Day for me. <laughs> anyway, I don't think so. Um, different strokes, literally different strokes for different for folks. Different folks. I guess I don't know. I guess that their idea is always that you get it for like your spouse, like the father of your child. Yeah, no, I don't think anyone's getting. I mean, I hope not getting the prostate stimulator for their f biological father. I think this we is like a, a mommy's little daddy's day gift which i also think is kind of gross 
Did your parent like I I don't remember when I was growing up if my parents got each other Mother's and Father's Day gifts. I feel like it was just us. Maybe not. I don't remember. I really have no No, I think that um you're supposed to get something definitely for Mother's Day. Mm. Yeah, 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 probably. Yeah, cuz the kids are always going to get garbage like what like macaroni necklaces or something, so Women have been taking of like our generation take Mother's Day extremely seriously. I don't really remember my mom making that big of a deal no. about Mother's Day. It was always the kind of thing. It was like more fun for like me because I'd be like, I'm going to make breakfast. I'm going to make totally. you a card. Aren't I special? And my mom would be like, okay, thanks, whatever. Yeah. But now it's like these women are like on the internet screaming and crying about how like stay away from me on mother's day. Fuck you. I'm going to go to a spa. I'm going to get drunk. Oh, I'm yeah. do whatever I want. Like, cause they, they feel like their lives are so miserable, I guess. Or like, they just have no personal autonomy or freedom or like they can't like enjoy themselves on any other day. So like, this is the one day of the year that they allow themselves to, to like go to lunch or whatever. They're like, yeah, it's, that's the, that's the trend now is that dads are supposed to take the kids for mother's day and you're not supposed to spend any time with your kids on mother's but day. But I thought the point when I was a kid was like, you did spend, you did. And it was like a celebration of your family, like a family thing. And now it's like these moms. Yeah. They just want to go to a spot. They want to get wasted, probably like blowing lines of Coke, yeah. like <laughs> fucking random guys. Yes. And then, and then the dad is like with the kids and then they go home. And that, it's like, it's like a mother's rumspringer rather than like a yeah. mother's day. And it really makes me think like, maybe I don't want to have kids. It <laughs> like, really if it's confirms. Really, like, I mean, I, I know not every mom is like that, No, but like, and it, these are just people like online. And of course, like the people I know in my real life who have kids are not like this. No, of course not. But also the people I know in real life who have kids, like they're, it seems like they're able to strike a balance. Like they can still have friends and like be normal people. Like they're just like more busy, but they're yeah. not like. It must be know. tough to balance and you bring your kids places, but like, you know, there's babysitters. Like, it's not like, I don't know. I feel like I had a babysitter like once a week when I was growing up, there was like my yeah. parents, it was like not, it was very common to just or like, like you can leave your kid with like one parent for like, yeah, 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 exactly. I think some of these men, like some of these dads just like, don't ever want to be alone with their kids. They're just children and they don't know how to take care of. I mean, yeah. like I'm not judging anyone because I am very happy, childless. Cut to me, like dying alone on my bed with no one around me. I know. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah, I know. That's the big. <laughs> but that's, that's like the big... the, literally the worst reason to have kids. <laughs> I know. Cause it's like, if that's the reason that you have kids, they will leave you. I'm yeah. It's like, happy. I want, I have kids so I can have a caretaker when I'm incontinent. But I think that's why everyone has kids. Um, I don't know. I think it's why a lot of, but also like historically that is like what yeah. you were supposed to do. But now we just are like, everybody's like, you know what? Fuck Ship you. them off to a home. But you, I mean, I am, what was I watching? I was watching something and it was like, you had, oh, is that show somebody somewhere on HBO, which is a really cute show. Was it good? Yeah. But the, they have to move their mom into a, like a retirement home. And it just, it was like the dream. I was like, oh my God, you just like sit and do nothing all day and like, can like watch TV. And like, I think if you're in a good one, yeah. I think the secret, cause my grandparents went to one and they were like fucked up in there yeah. and they were there for a long time too. But I think that the secret is you have to get yourself into a good one that you like when you're still young enough to like know what the fuck is going on. Mm. 
And then like they're like um, my dream. I want to go to one of the sunrise livings. Oh, they're just nice. It's like, it looks exactly like my apartment building. It's like very, okay. it's like right down the street. Great. And it's like, um, it's just called sunrise living. And it's just like your apartment building, but there's like people to take care of you there. There's like nurses and stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean the dream. And like, I think there's also like, you know, a rec room and stuff yeah. like that. God, Probably Lord. a cafeteria. So cool. And then you get to like line up and they just like give you all your pills. Yeah. And you just take your pills, you know, you do your stuff. I don't know. Uh, I mean, yeah. it could be worse. It could be a lot worse. There's also, I think, a really nice one in Beverly Hills. My I'm grandma sure. wasn't one in Beverly Hills, but it wasn't like that night. My my grandma went to a Jewish one and it was like really creepy. I just won't be able to pay for it. I'm going to have to go to whatever the home for the wayward adults. Well, maybe no you savings. can go to the one for, you get on the list for that gay one. That's the gay the one, yeah. One. No, I think I should probably get on that list now. Yeah, do it now. I'll do it now. Uh, all right. Well, that's morbid, but you know, it's good to make plans for the future because I don't well, have a four hundred one k. Browsing the website now. Yeah. All right. That's enough. I have to get lunch and then um, go to the old blood bank and get more blood work done. <laughs> all right. Well, enjoy. I know that is your favorite hobby. It is my favorite hobby. <laughs> Quest. Uh, is my second home and I, I wouldn't have I, it any other way. I love it. I love that for you. Um, all right, cool. Thank you for listening. We love you. We, love um, you. we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.